Hugh Hefner, a true American icon, created an empire that was unrivaled. Although some of us bunnies may have gone rogue, it's because of the love and respect that we received from the man behind it all. Because after all, we did learn from the best. Relive the stories from the most prominent celebrity home in history. What happens in the grotto stays in the grotto. From those of us that lived it, the employees that worked it, and the guests who loved it. And the the mayhem continues. Hey, I'm Brian Alea. I'm Victoria Fuller. Jennifer Pershing. And we are here back with part two with Dr. Brian Horowitz on Rogue Bunny's Mayhem. And if you listen to the first show, uh, we were talking about like, you know, we had a, a black book, we have a certain menu, uh, and how we could actually tell what the boss was feeling like for the day. So here's my trivia for you. Okay. If we looked in the black book, we could see a certain meal. And if he had that meal the night before, we know that he probably wasn't feeling well. Do you remember what it was? Would that be the pot roast? No, no. He only would order this when he wasn't oh, feeling well. Um, Let's see if he can do it. Oh, it was the poached eggs. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> poached <laughs> eggs yeah. over? Over uh, mashed potatoes. There it is. Yeah. Poached oh. eggs yep. over mashed potatoes. That's and weird. Whenever, and we learned this. You know what I mean? Like if the chefs would come in, I'd come in, I'd, I'd look so at him So that like, means that he wasn't already feeling well? Or yeah, he, he wasn't, wouldn't right. feel well right. no, after he, w- he ate no, it. No, 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 he no. wasn't, he oh, wasn't well. feeling well. So and I guess bland, it was something like, that probably is because a lot of the menus comfort food. Right? Yeah, comfort yeah. food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But things that I guess that he'd been raised. Like all of us know, like right. the way we were brought up, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe your mom made a certain thing, your dad made a certain thing. Hey, you're not feeling well, let me make this for you. And where it came from, poached eggs over mashed potatoes. I have a question for you. Why did he never eat with the guests except for the turkey leg on Thanksgiving? And I, Christmas I Eve. think uh, eating for him was just a private time. Yeah. Um, but then he would eat. i like, oh, he doesn't want to eat in front of everybody because I had but, all these. And then he'd have the turkey leg. and ah, like, He would you know. take one bite of the turkey leg for the picture. Uh, he didn't actually uh-huh. necessarily yeah. eat the whole meal. He probably Got ate it. upstairs prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, always, yeah. he was a creature of habit for yeah. what he would eat. People, so did he people eat by had, himself oh, but he all the ate, time? But he, no, but he loved his freaking apple pie. Oh, absolutely. Apple pie. Absolutely. He'd eat desserts. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but uh, people had a theory that, you know, he was the king of his castle. And yeah. when it was time to go down, even though it was mealtime, this was for him to sit at his seat and be admired and socialize. Yeah. And, and yeah. it wasn't time for him to eat. He ate in his own private time. Yeah. Got it. And you don't want people taking pictures of you chomping down on food. And no, food I figured except that for was the, uh, that Except was for the turkey leg. Except for the <laughs> turkey leg. Yeah, but that's like a, it's Thanksgiving and this is my table and I'm going to eat Okay, the, well know? that makes more sense. I but mean, then, so he ate alone? Was he ever with the, who no. would eat with him? And Well, I guess late I mean, night, right? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes with How one of the girls. Yeah. Just, that was just his thing. Yeah. Yeah. But nor- normally when, when he, he had went it. to restaurants, he ate. Oh, wait a minute. Remember when, he, remember when he was with Kimberly? Because you were there with me. When, I was. When, when, I was when, there for the last few months of Kimberly. Yeah, yeah. When Kimberly was there, remember they used to both order yes. meals at night yes, and they, they both did. had their trays. That's when two butlers would go up. Right. One had the boss, one two had soups? Kimberly's. Or did she order no, her No, whatever own her meal. <laughs> no, because he did dinner at night. Yes. Okay. That's when the dinner was night or whatever it was. And then it, I swear it was like a Denny's menu. Wasn't it really it? was. <gasps> And eat, I'll have a number one. I'll have a number seven. I mean, that mm-hmm. literally, that's how it was called out. And yeah. then, ma'am, <laughs> Kimberly. <laughs> I can't get that out Miss of me. You know, it's just, I can't. <laughs> it's a respect thing, though. Yeah, I think it it's is. admirable. It is, absolutely. They would sit there and eat together. But I started thinking about, like, you know, this is our behind the scenes, what things were going on. And then, dude, all of a sudden, we had cameras on us. Yep. And it was not convenient. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, though, uh, we, uh, we're we talking about getting uh, some of the group from uh, Girls Next Door, and uh, they want to come on and talk about what that experience was like. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about it like with us. Okay. Because, you know, it was really cool that Kevin Burns came in and said, look, Half has decided he wants to do this show. But look, at you guys don't have to worry. We're not here to like cast you in a bad light, but we need to see everything. Right. At the beginning, how did that make you feel? It was a little uh, intimidating. And it was like, wait, wait, us? You want us to be part of this? Kevin actually told me one time that um, because the one night that there were no women around where we could like be ourselves was manly night. And that's when Kevin Burns would come up. So Monday, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Monday nights was just the guys. The girls actually were encouraged to like not be around during that time, mm-hmm. go shopping or do whatever. And so that's the days that I would play pranks on, especially Ray, Ray Anthony. Ray Anthony. <laughs> so my, my, All my, the way, Ray. Can I tell you my favorite story? Yes. So, and this was, by the way, to bring this back around, Kevin Burns said that when I used to do this stuff, this is what gave him the idea that the staff have a good time here and that it would be really interesting to see the upstairs downstairs. Now he could have just been saying that to blow smoke up my ass and just, I don't know why he'd want to, but my favorite, my favorite one was it was uh, Ray's birthday. It was right when that iconic issue of Rolling Stone came out with the top or sh- topless shirtless, uh, Justin Timberlake. So, uh, uh, Ray, his favorite cake was the banana bunt cake. So I, uh, during that time, I cut the banana butt bunt cake in a cylinder to look like a penis, <laughs> and I put it on one of the the dinner plates, and I put I I cut out the the Rolling Stone picture because we had one in the pantry. So I cut out the Justin Timberlake Rolling Stone picture, and I put the penis shaped cake right there in the crotch area, and I uh, put <sighs> two little grapes, and I put a little whipped cream on top, and a candle. And then I took one of the mansion pads and I put a little word bubble that said, happy birthday, Ray, blow me, dot, 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 out. And I was pointing to the candle. And uh, Christian and DeAndre were working with me that night. And I was like, okay, there's no (laughs) girls here. I said, we're, and and obviously Ray sat right next to Hef. Right to his right. This seems so unlike you, no, you, this is But this this was me and Ray. Ray would always call me boy. Fetch me my coffee, boy. So we would always have this. We would always have this back and forth because Ray is one of those guys, and I think they kind of showed this on the show that he can dish it out, but he can oh, take it. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, he's so funny. I said I'm gonna present this when Hef is down for Manly Night after they get their food. Because Manly Night was the only night where we actually took orders right. like from a menu. So this yeah. wasn't like offensive to like girls being around because it was just the guys. Right. So right. I didn't okay. have to worry about fraternization rules. Right. And so I so I said, okay, DeAndre, you take the pictures. Christian, you come with me to present it. And they're like, no, we're going to get in trouble. I said, I'm the shift leader. I will take the blame for this. I'll take the hit. I guarantee you Hef is going to love it. Because he loves stuff like that. When I used to play pranks, when we used to like get people with whipped cream pies and like pouring water on them, he wanted to be part of that. He probably laughed so So, hard. So they were like, okay, fine, fine, fine. So we go out there. And I put it down, and Hef sees it, and he laughed so hard he almost Uh-oh. fell out of his chair. Aww. And then he made all the guys get together with the Justin Timberlake <laughs> cake, and everybody had to take a picture with it in front of him. And you know what's so cool? That's that's archived. Yeah, Th- those pictures. Oh, every really? single yeah. Pi- well, yeah, every well, picture, yeah, everything uh, is. Every yeah. day of his life was archived. I mean, you, you guys had to take all the pictures of yeah. everything. You couldn't walk in the front door without yeah. your yeah. picture was taken here, your picture was taken here, and then when he came downstairs, he took a picture with every single person yeah. that was there. Like there, and um, then the next week you'd come and there's like a little folder 
rubber banded yep. oh, yeah, all yeah. of your pictures, all your pictures, a copy of the. So I have so many pictures from just walking onto the property. I'm just wondering if, like, the, somehow Justin can hear this show. I just want him to know that his balls are represented by grapes. grapes. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be right back. You are listening to Rogue Bunny's Mayhem. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> This is Jennifer Pershing, Miss March 2009, with exciting news. The Rogue Bunny's next drop is almost here, and we want to know, what's in your NFT wallet? Only 69, yes, you heard that right, 69 unique Ordinals NFTs will be dropped on October 23rd in an epic exclusive collection. This Ordinals Founders Drop features Victoria Fuller, with each Ordinals displaying a gold key, aka VIP status. Not only will you have invites to our in-real-life events and direct access to the Rogue Bunnies, you also receive a Series 1 Rare Pack free, $190 value. Want more details? Sign up for info at ordinals.roguebunnies.com. That's O-R-D-I-N-A-L-S dot roguebunnies.com. It's time for you to go rogue with us. Welcome to the metaverse! We're back with Dr. Brian Torres. I just love saying doctor. You know, it's weird, right? so cool, right? I like it. Every He's appointment I have smart. is a doctor's appointment. You know, so Girls Next Door, we got we got to have a lot of fun doing that. But before we go back to Girls Next Door, I just want because I'm pointing out the doctor. Mm-hmm. They kind of owed that a little bit to Playboy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Not a little bit. I was I mean, going to ask you about yes. that. Your first two years, right? So, well, I mean, I worked from all of the schooling, right? So I started at Community College at Santa Monica when I first started working at the mansion. And then I was working all through my undergrad, through master's. And even though I had to quit full-time for my PhD, I was still working there. And the great thing was I was at UCLA, which was literally down the street. Yeah. And in fact, my first quarter there, the bunny house was still there. So I was parking my car at the bunny house for the first quarter. And then Mary called me one day and said, you're not full-time anymore, so you can't park up there. So then I had to pay for parking at UCLA. But it was great because like Brian would call me and he'd be like, I have a four o'clock shift and uh, I need it filled. And uh, do you have class or are you doing something over there? Can you? And I was like, I'm literally 20 seconds away. Yeah, I'll come in. That's awesome. Yeah. It was really cool. So it hey, was great for me to have yeah. to fill in shifts yeah. at the last second when people are calling in sick. Right. Because right. you couldn't have a hole. Right. It's like, yeah. what are we going to do? And it, it, but we, we had a great uh, schooling program through Playboy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I was asking about. Have well, like to. To everyone to be educated. Yeah, well, and, and Hef and I got along on this because he, if people don't know, he actually got his college degree in psychology. Oh. So I talked to him about it a little bit. Oh. Um, now, I never went the clinical route because there was plenty of things at the mansion that I could have done dissertations on. I did the, you know, I was, I was doing... <laughs> <laughs> I was I was doing the research thing, but the nice thing about it is like working nights when you know all you're doing is answering phones for two hours. That was my homework time, so I could work and go to school full time, and I had plenty of time to write papers and do homework and things like that. And this is what paid for books. This is what paid for my apartment while I was in school, and so it was you know it was the best of both worlds. It's a nice life. And your wife worked up there with you yes, too. Yes, from uh, time to time. When when we started dating. During the parties, uh, there was an issue in the mid-2000s where people would stop the shuttle drivers because they they didn't park on the property unless you were VIP. There was very limited space. So people would park at Century City or they'd park at UCLA and they would have uh, they would know where the shuttle routes were and they would stop 
the shuttle drivers, shuttle drivers made a hundred bucks a night, nothing big. So they would stop the shuttle drivers and then be like, here's 500 bucks. Here's a thousand bucks. Let me on the bus because they would check them in at the parties and put the wristbands on them at the parking structure, but not at the mansion. Yeah. Once you got on the bus, that was it. So they would stop people halfway through. So we finally had to hire people to be shuttle riders that would dress up like they were party guests and do that. So I remember telling Brian, I was like, hey, I'm dating this girl. If it's okay with you, maybe we can get her either a job as a butler or as a shuttle mm -hmm. rider. And this way she could um, keep tabs on me while I was at work. And I always, <laughs> I always, well, I always joke around because you're yeah. friends with her. You, yeah. You're friends with her. If anything was ever going on, and I wouldn't have lasted 18, 19 years if there was stuff going right. on. So, but I said this way, she, if, if something ever happened, if I was messing around, these girls would tell her before I could. I think it worked out best for me when uh, we started doing that because we had done a show with Alan Loeb mm -hmm. and I needed him to serve the boss that night and it was New Year's Eve. And you know how hard it is to be away from your wife. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do you tell your wife, guess what? I can't do New Year's Eve with you. Right. And I go, <laughs> how about I hire her, dude? He goes, really? Yeah. I'll make her a butler. Yeah. You work that night right before midnight. I'm going to pull you out. You guys go do your kissy kissy at midnight. I want to make sure you two together. And yeah. it became a thing. So it was great. So yeah. like when, when Jessica came up, you yeah. know, and she's doing the thing, they were all done. Everyone knew before midnight and everyone could couple up, you know? So all yeah. the staff that was there that had their significant other there with them, they could be with them. Yeah. And it helped because then they would start wanting to work more parties. Then we'd come yeah. to Easter. We'd do yep. all these other parties. Fourth of July. And yeah, yeah. And it is like, they now get it. Yeah. It's not like you, you're, you're trying to tell your, you know, your wife or your girlfriend or like, I swear it's not like it is. Oh, sure. It's not. Right. Then they come and see it and they're yeah. like, wow. And, they're and like, then now they're it's part really of it. not. It's yeah. You know yep. what is a funny story about that though? Now that you mentioned like New Year's Eve. So when I became a playmate, I was married to someone else. So my ex-husband, I only got to go up for one New Year's Eve party because every other party I worked somewhere they were having a Playboy party. Mm -hmm. And he was like, listen, go find Matt, the butler that like got me into the magazine. He's like, go kiss him at midnight. And I didn't know, like at that point, I didn't know that that was like something that you're not supposed to Whoops. do. <laughs> so, I, and I don't think anybody ever knew, but like he was like, yeah, like he got you into this. Like, just go find him and kiss him at midnight. So I went and I like found him and it was like, rang midnight and I just like grabbed him I kissed him you know what I mean and he was like whoa <laughs> I was like sorry <laughs> my husband told me to do it so it's like okay so we're gonna have to reprimand him now. <laughs> uh <-huh>. retroactively <laughs> once you go up there you just realize everyone who was working there was working there mm -hmm. the people who went up as guests were guests they're they're just really it just was there such wasn't a, shenanigans like that you know what I mean right. like no. even I brought my dad up one time I brought my mom up one time for like dinner and they were like wow it's so this is just like everyone's just having dinner and we're just going to watch a movie. I'm like, yeah, it's not like. Yeah, it's not what you crazy. think. Crazy. Like the parties are crazy, but I wouldn't bring you up here yeah. for a party with like painted ladies and stuff. Like yep. this yeah. is just a residence. People used to think we walked in the door and it was just like boobs in your face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the days it was just like walking up that yeah. hill to get to the mansion, yeah. clocking in. And then it's like, all right. Um, Tuesdays, though, we did topless tanning Tuesdays. So we would go up and just be like in the grotto. And we were always <laughs> topless in the grotto too. But we would come into the pantry to get our drinks. 
Then we would go in the grotto. So we weren't just running around the mansion right. topless. No, but people thought it was like, oh, you're you're working an eight hour shift. You know, you clock you in at two and there's in boobs. There you <laughs> clock in at ten and they're still there. You know, and and, and, and let's yeah. clear the air where yeah. when the girls were actually doing topless mm-hmm. or or full on nude behind the pool yeah. in the deep end, what was blocking the the window? Well, there was... You had that big redwood tree there. Yeah, that yeah. giant yeah, tree. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, there's a tree there. A and our, but our window was really little. Yeah, no, but you couldn't the black see anything. You couldn't, nothing. You couldn't and see no one yeah. would be standing but there in the med room from looking From our perspective, out. like, we felt completely comfortable being up there, even if we weren't fully clothed, because everyone was so professional all well, the that, time. that, yeah. and, like, everybody's seen it. It's like, I mean, it's like, I like, how many boobs can you... Like, there's Playboys everywhere. Okay, that was always funny. Yes. Right? Right? Yes. Well, no, when you girls would come into the into the butler's pantry and you'd have your issue. Oh my God, Look! it finally came out. Look, check it out. Yeah. And you're going, this is really happening right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> Look at me naked. I'm not saying that it never happened. I mean, there were people that had just gotten their boobs on. They're like, touch them. Do they feel real? And I'm like, uh, this is part. I was asked. I remember coming into work one day, coming from school or whatever. And here's Brian at the sink. Scrubbing dildos. Oh gosh. <laughs> Scrubbing dildos. I'm just gonna let hand that right over to you. Go ahead. So basically, uh, hand again, it right over. <laughs> most days you come into work and it's just you get into your out your butler outfit, change downstairs, come in and look in the black book to see what's yeah. going on. So you're caught up on what's going on at the the time, and there's really nothing going on when you start. I walk in one day. And Brian's at the sink scrubbing dildos. And I start laughing and I was like, well, this is unusual. And he's like, Mary called me and there were some down in storage and she said that they needed to be cleaned. Well, and- th- th- yeah, because we were st- going through stuff and I'm like, hey, Mary, I found a bunch of these old dildos. She'll bring them up, honey. And I bring them up and I'm like, look, they're all old and you know what I mean? And some were like So it's not and- throw them away by new. I wanted to throw them away because I was them. cleaning yeah. cabinets out. I mean, there's probably yeah. some new... Like she showed them to the boss. Okay, I get the call. Mm. And she's all, "All right, have says wash him and put him back behind okay. his uh, his because you remember he had that little uh, secret trap door behind his yes. headboard. Yes, and I'm like, you're kidding me. So <laughs> he's scrubbing them. The other the other butlers he's in the pantry aren't red, right? paying no, any right. attention, and I start laughing at him. I'm like, well, that sucks that you got this job, and he's like, oh no, you're you're doing this too, and I was like, excuse me. He's like, he's like, I'm not doing this by myself. He's like, I'm the boss. So you're doing this too. So we both were there. I, right as soon as I started my shift, we were both scrubbing dildos. We actually, and then Elaine came in and took a picture of us. Yeah. Of course. Elaine Lodge, who is a Hef's personal photographer. Yes. So we actually, I actually still have one of the photos of you and I holding up the dildos. Dude, we got to get those. I'll find them. Oh my gosh. We got to those out. We yeah. hand washed them. I'm I don't like, know who's if they're the dishwasher. the girl on so. the receiving end that maybe got one of these dildos that maybe weren't really washed? Nope, well. they were I mean, squeaky clean. Squeaky clean, definitely. <laughs> I know, but they're we all were touched thorough. to get into the box. And this like, is so I mean, not like COVID protocol no, right now. Like, I don't do not have my wrapper stuff. Yeah. You know, I do remember, speaking of dildos, I remember one time, uh, because, uh, you know, we, we all, we're on well, 24-7, right? Our mm-hmm. phones, we live with them. People always say, hey, you know, and I go, trust me, it's by habit. Yep. My phone is right by my head. Yep. I remember one time, it was like, literally, I was at a friend's house, and middle of the night, and it might have been you calling me. Someone just said, hey, 
Uh, the boss wants um, a new. Remember, we had those really cool magic wand yes. vibrators. Yes, I the had Hitachi the key. Ones, yeah. yeah, the Hitachis, mm-hmm. and I had the key. Yep, it was like freaking three thirty four in the morning, and I'm like, I'll be right down. And mm-hmm. literally had to go all the way to the mansion, go downstairs, unlock it, bring it out, hand it to him. And I remember yeah. a friend of mine just going, nobody has this job. And I guess when we look back at it, we're like, I guess that was different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The washing, the taking down from the- hey, At like, least we, we weren't like, fluffers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We weren't, you weren't fluffing it well. So, so, so because of that, though, we, we joke and we, we did a lot of stuff that was probably out of the ordinary for anybody else's job. Yeah. But we did become such hardcore family because we spent all our holidays together. We talk yep. about all that. And when, like, birthdays would come around- Mm-hmm. We would all celebrate it. Everyone knew it. It's like, hey, it's so and so's birthday. And I believe you have a story of how you were celebrating. Yeah. Well, my birthday is a little bit unusual. My birthday is Halloween. Working at the mansion is amazing. A lot of times people are recalling their 21st birthday. That's when you become an adult, right? That's when things happen. Where, where were you? What were you doing when you turned 21? Well, the amazing thing about that for me is that I turned uh, 21. My birthday was a Sunday. But we always had the Halloween parties at the mansion the Saturday before Halloween, which meant that my 21st birthday was when we turned from Saturday to Sunday at midnight. I normally was working the parties just as a butler. I'd either do half or I would go around and make sure some of the other party butlers were doing their jobs. And uh, then at this time, Elaine asked if she could use me as a celebrity spotter. So I would have to find the celebrities and then I'd have to find Victoria or I have to find Jen. And I'd be like, can you take a picture with Ben Affleck? Can you take a picture with so-and-so? Or we'd have to find two celebrities together. And a lot of times they wouldn't know, they would have somebody with them that we didn't know their name. So I had to write down the names and things like that. So this party was the first one that I got to work as the celebrity spotter. And so I actually got to wear a costume. To the party. I, I wore a zoot suit because I used to go swing dancing back in the Neo oh, swing days at yes. the late 90s. Totally so that. I wore a zoot suit with Gumby suspenders. You went swing dancing? Uh huh. This is oh. a conversation we have to have Abs- another time. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'm learning. I learned something new about you. I didn't yep. think I was going to do that. I am not very. Mighty Boston. Yeah. 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 Zoot suit, riot, big vet voodoo yeah. daddy, yeah. cherry popping daddies. Yeah. Wow. Um, Brian Setzer. So I was wearing one of my outfits that I would use to go swing dancing, oh, wow. and I was, I was a zoot suit guy. At midnight of the party, uh, Hef's girlfriends at the time it was Sandy, Mandy, and Brandy. Yeah, and, and Jessica. They, and, yeah, and Jessica. Um, but it was mainly Sandy, Mandy, and Brandy, I and know. they they stopped the DJ, and I had no idea this was happening. So right when I turned twenty one. They stopped the party and they said, hey, it's Bryant the Butler's 21st birthday and we want everybody in the tent to sing happy birthday. There's a thousand people there. Aww. All thousand people were singing happy amazing. birthday to me. I was That's there. That's amazing. Yeah. Freaking cool, right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's so cool. That's wow. a core memory. It is definitely. Playboy Mansion, pictures. everyone singing to you from the, po- that's awesome. Dude. There's Aww. so many stories that are popping in my head. Oh yeah. And Dude, you got to come back. Yeah. Okay. You got to come back. Yep. Come you got to wait mean, for me, you know, though. No, absolutely. <laughs> Jen's got to come back in, in the town. You know what I mean? And But yep. you got to come back. I've missed you, and thanks for coming on. Of dude. course. So no, cool, this is dude. fun. All right, everybody. <laughs> you won't regret it. Thank you once again, Dr. <laughs> Bryant Horowitz. That's me. I'm so proud of you, man. Thank um, you. And uh, give my best to, to Jessica and your boy. And uh, dude, dude, he's growing. Dude, he's dude. middle school. He just started Blowing middle school. Blowing my mind. Blowing my mind. Yeah. Yeah, uh, 
I could go on and on and on. I'm looking at the time. I know you guys yeah. got to get out of here. Yeah. I'm Brian Alea. I'm Victoria Fuller. Jennifer Pershing. And you've been listening to Rogue Bunnies Mayhem and... The, the Mayhem, Mayhem Continues. continues. Hey, Mayhem Familia, don't forget to click, like, and subscribe. And tell all your friends. Also, visit us at rbmayhemshow.com. That's rbmayhemshow.com. And I want to give a special thanks to Dapper Labs, Flow, Gig Labs, and also Flow Score. And the Mayhem Continues!